I heard about a pastor was talking to the children about Christmas, and he was describing the wise men giving gifts to Jesus. Of course, he said uh, some gave gold, some gave frankincense, and he looked at the children and said, what else did they give? The little boy raised his hand and said, a gift card. <laughs> that might be modern day, but not <laughs> the real biblical account of gift card. Well, I want to ask you a question. What have we learned in 2021? I've been really praying much about today in the message. What have we learned in 2021? Have, uh, let me ask you this. Where have you been burned in 2021? How can we discern in 2021? Where can we turn in 2021? I believe there's three top concerns that you probably have on your heart and probably most people do today that I want to focus on as we look at this subject title, What Have We Learned in 2021? And the three top probably concerns on everybody's heart is in three areas as we'll see today. Number one, I believe if you're here today and you're a Christian, you're going to say this. See if you agree with me. Lord, increase my faith in you. Increase my faith in you. I believe that's going to be a, certainly a concern in the coming year for every one of us. Lord, increase our faith. Certainly I'm praying that, and I believe you are too. And if you're not, you ought to be. Not only in the area of our faith, but Lord, see if you agree with me. Yesterday was Christmas. We were able, some of us were able to get together with some of our families. And what about this? Lord, not only increase our faith in Jesus Christ, but number two, Lord, influence. Give us influence with our families. How many want to have influence with your family? Probably everybody here wants influence with your family. Not only as we look back what we've learned in 2021, but, but what is the Lord's will if he tarries in 2022? We're right on the brink of a new year. And so I believe you, like me, are wanting to influence your family and, furthermore, your friends. Now, number three, not only the area of increasing our faith in Jesus Christ and influencing our family with the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. But number three, ensure, Lord, ensure our future. Well, what does our future look like? What have we learned from 2021? And so I believe these are three areas, our faith, our family, and our future, that everybody's got on their mind today. And we're going to turn today in the book of Luke, chapter 17. So turn with me, please, in your Bible to the book of Luke, chapter 17. This is the text the Lord gave me as I was studying and praying that uh, what have we learned in 2021? These three areas, our faith, our family, our future, and maybe there's some listening by way of live stream that maybe your future looks bleak. And certainly with all the bad news, we're wondering what will 2022 entail? What's in the future? And so I pray God will strengthen our faith today and encourage us and challenge us as to what we've learned in 2021. And we're looking today at the book of Luke, chapter 17. Uh, let me uh, 
uh, zero in on a couple of verses in this particular chapter. And if you'd like to stand for just a moment, I want to read verse 5, verse 32, and then verse 26 through verse 30. In Luke chapter 17, verse 5 reads this way, And the apostles said unto the Lord, Increase our faith. Say that with me. Increase our faith. Say that with me. Increase our faith. Say that with me. Increase our faith. Will you make that a prayer today? Lord, increase our faith. I believe this is certainly a top concern. Certainly it ought to be on every Christian's mind and heart. Increase our faith. Why? Because often we have milli faith instead of mega faith. Now skip over to chapter 17 and verse 32. Interesting statement our Lord made in this uh, record of the physician and the historian Luke. He says in verse 32, remember Lot's wife. Remember Lot's wife. Say that with me. Remember Lot's wife. Say it again. Remember Lot's wife. What did Jesus mean by that? We'll see in a moment. And then look at verse 26, skipping back up to verse 26. And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it also be in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat and they drank and they married wives and they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise also, as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat and they drank and they bought and they sold and they planted and they builded. And the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Father, thank you. Your word is inspired. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you led, picked up, carried, as it were, men, holy men of God, spake as they were moved by your Holy Spirit. Now, God, we just don't hold an ordinary book, but it's uh, the living word. And we pray now the living word will become the, not only the written word, but it will become the fleshed out word. And I pray that our hearts would be clear from clutter and our minds would be uh, zeroed in and free from distractions. And Lord, I know that all of us here have uh, had a great time this week, and yet uh, we sense that you're wanting to speak to us by your Holy Spirit. So I pray you'll somehow, some way, uh, give us again audience with you today that would not just hear the word and not do the word, but God, that you would uh, birth in our heart and somehow open our spiritual eyes to see the challenges ahead of us and the great need that's before us this very day and how we need to get right with you and how our Lord, you want to prepare us for what's ahead. And I pray that, uh, oh Lord, that you'd deliver us from the evil one even now and that, Father, the sluggishness and the tiredness and, uh, Lord, the fatigue and the, uh, God, uh, all of the things that have been you know, occupying our emotions and our will and our mind, that now, Holy Spirit, you'd have free reign. And even as we sang that Jesus is Lord, and so be Lord of our emotions, be Lord of our mind, be Lord of our will, be Lord of our bodies, be Lord and master and take control of things we can't control. Lord, I know that there's great needs here today, and without you we can do nothing. 
So we thank you that you're everything, and I love you and praise you, and I ask you for cleansing in my heart. And I pray for fresh cleansing in every single person that's here, and every single person that listens. Oh, God, that you'd not let us be a hindrance or a stumbling block. But God, you'd make us a stepping stone. Lord, clear our attitude. Create within us a clean heart. Lord, all the negativism and all the pest, Lord, all the stuff going on in our world, I pray in the name of Jesus, you would uh, create within us a hunger and a thirst to know you. And Lord, I know that uh, you're well able to do that which is far abundantly above all that we could ask or think. So, Father, uh, be glorified, we pray. We need you now. I need you now. And Lord, I'm convinced there's marriages that need you right this moment. There's mamas and daddies that need you right now this moment. And Lord, there's things that have happened yesterday and days past that we need breakthroughs. And God, there's young people here that need a relationship with you. And Lord, we don't take this lightly. We recognize the, the enormity of the spiritual implications within our midst this very moment. So God, stir us up. Lord, wake us up and get us spiritually in tune and in in touch. And in step, whatever, whatever time we got left, we'll thank you for it and praise you for it because you're altogether lovely. In Jesus' mighty name, and the church said, amen. Let's sit down, please. What have we learned in 2021? Number one, I want to ask you this question. Do you need to increase your faith in the presence of Jesus Christ? I want to suggest to you and recommend to you that you, your faith needs to be increased. I said, your faith needs to be increased, doesn't it? It does. You don't have to tell me it does. I know it does. Every one of our faith, if we're not careful, will fizzle in this day. By the way, I was walking early this morning about 6 o'clock, and uh, the Lord reminded me that faith without works is dead. So we can say faith all day long, but where's your works? Hello, where's your works? I'm going to talk about faith in a moment. But if you don't have any works, your faith's dead. That's what James says. So we got to get the definition, biblical definition of faith. Faith isn't just believing God can. Oh, no, no. There's more to faith than that. And I'm not just talking about saving faith. I'm talking about living faith. Keep on going with me now. Do you need your faith increased? Now, now, now let me just stop right there and ask you. Will you do something for me? 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 All right, thank you. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to get a piece of paper out. And those listening by the way of live stream, get a piece of paper out. And I want you to write down your top concerns right now. Write three of them. Your top concerns. <laughs> write down your top concerns right now. All right? And then what I want you to do in a moment, are you writing them down? Please write them down. Please write them down. Three top concerns you've got on your mind, your heart. And as we go into the new year. And then what well, I'm going to ask you, will you pray about these concerns? I know they're on your mind. I know they're on your heart. And see, here's the deal. We get zapped with worry and anxiety and stress and anger because often it's just on our mind and we're not really putting it in the hands of the Lord. We say we do, but we really don't. And I'm going to ask you today, will you do that? Will you put it on the altar? Will you do it? Think about the top concerns you have right now, right now. Now, it might be in the area of faith. Your faith needs to be increased. Oh, you have little faith. Why are you doubting God? But secondly, what about influencing your family? 
I believe that is certainly on everybody's heart. We got the new year coming up. If the Lord tarries, don't you want to influence your family? Look, we've only got one shot at this thing called him being a dad. You do realize that, don't you? We've only got one shot at this thing called a mom and one shot at this thing called a friend or a grandparent. Now, time's ticking. Do you realize that? Time is ticking. And what you and I do, leaving a lasting legacy, if we don't do it now, it's going to be too late. You've got to think about it now. You and I need to pray about it now. You and I need some strategy now. We need intentionality now. And here's the deal. We can talk about it all day long. And we can say, you know, verbally we need this and that. But if we don't cooperate with the Holy Spirit, it won't happen. It ain't going to happen like the young folks say. It ain't going to happen. By the way, I, got, I learned a new word this, way, this week. Uh, our two grandchildren taught me a new word, Pastor Randy. I'm, I'm teachable. You know what it was? Here's, here's what it was. I love Jesus. No cap. How many of y'all know what no cap means? Raise your hand. I bet the young folks do. One. Raise them up high. Don't be ashamed. Look at this. Us old folks, we don't know what in the world they're talking about. Does anybody know what no caps means? No, I didn't either. I learned a new word this week. Does anybody in the back know what no caps means? We've only got a few young people. Y'all listen to me. Look up here, everybody, please, just a moment. If you don't learn anything else, you can learn this. Please look up here, everybody. No caps means no lie. Doesn't it, young folks? No lie. No lie. I didn't know that. I thought it was about a ball cap, bless the Lord. <laughs> That's what it means, isn't it, young people? Praise the Lord. No cap. That means no lie. Now, you learned something new today, didn't you? All right. Speaking of no cap, no lie, we all need to influence our family. No cap. Okay? So if I say no cap, you know what I mean. No lie. <laughs> influence your family by the power of Jesus Christ. We'll see that in a moment. Number three. Everybody needs to ensure their future. No doubt about it. With the peace of Jesus Christ, not only the presence of the Lord increasing our faith and the power of the <laughs> resurrection of Jesus Christ influencing our family. Number three, we need to ensure our future. And all of this is derived from the book of Luke chapter 17. First of all, let me stop right there. And uh, simply in verse six, 5 of the text, the apostle said, increase our faith. I want you to repeat that with me again. Here we go. Increase our faith. One more time. Uh, I don't know if you feel led or not, but I would simply say to you, you probably need to look at your neighbor right now and say, I need to increase my faith. Your faith needs to be increased. You know why? Because there's storms down the road and there's battles down the road that you have no idea. Y'all look up here. The Lord's trying to prepare us. Do you believe that? God knows what's next. You don't. And therefore, your faith, you're going to need this. You're going to need what I'm talking about today. Increase our faith, Lord Jesus. That's what the disciples said. Increase our faith. What have we learned in 2021? Increase our faith. Well, first of all, what, what are two areas that we fear most, perhaps? If we feed our fear and starve our faith, then our fear is going to win. And here's the deal. Many of us are insecure today. We're feeling fearful today because of the unknown. 
And so I think there's at least two areas whereby we need our faith to be increased. What? Number one, fear of losing our health. Can I get a witness? Bud Greenway's back there in the back. Y'all look at Bud. Just ask Bud, okay? Now, now look, it don't mean anything to you right now. Your health doesn't until you lose it. Then, buddy, I guarantee you, you'll come running to the altar like I will, broken before God, saying, God, I'm not in control. It doesn't take but just a split second, and uh, God gets our attention, right? Diane will witness to it, right, Diane? Come on, talk to me. Oh, yeah, we got people in our congregation. We got people in our family. We got people all around us. And so fear of losing our health, fear of losing our wealth. I mean, isn't that a concern? You better believe it is. Those of you, those of us that have land or houses or things, it's, you know, those aren't our, those aren't our security blankets. I've got news for you. There's only a few things that don't change, and one of them is Jesus Christ and his word. The material possessions can take wings and fly away real quick. Do you believe that? Oh, yeah. Land and houses can be gone in a minute. Jobs can be gone in a minute. Things this world that we put our dependency and our security in, stocks and bonds and what's that, uh, bitcoins and all these other things, that's the stock market. All this stuff can take wings and fly away. Retirement, Social Security, and all the stuff that we all are dealing with. Nothing wrong with these things, but if we're not careful, that's where our security is placed. And so the Lord's saying, increase our faith increase our faith and so uh, as we talk about this uh, fear versus faith remember the biblical definitions of faith faith in the book of hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen that's the biblical definition faith the substance of things hoped for the evidence faith is like having a sixth sense faith is not believing god can but he will and and the scripture teaches later in that same passage without faith it's impossible to please god without faith it is absolutely impossible to please god so i don't know about you but i do believe i know about you you want to please god in the coming year you can't please god right now without faith you do realize that don't you is your faith milli faith or mega faith we went to israel and not long ago, a few years ago, and you know what I did? I found in this text, if you look closer, you'll find out Jesus said, if you have faith of a mustard seed. You know how big a mustard seed is? Let me show you how big a mustard seed is. I got a, two mustard seeds, well, I got several more, and put them in a little bitty old uh, tic-tac box, and that's no cap, all right? <laughs> in a tic-tac box. Here's two mustard seeds right here. Look at the size of this with a penny and a safety pin, and here's my pen. Uh, I took this picture. Two Look how small these seeds are. You'll never believe it. I put those in a TikTok, you know, one of those little containers had little mints in it. I, I put it in my bag at the airport. You wouldn't believe it. The top came open, and the little bitty mustard seeds fell out in my bag. I said, I'll never find them. Well, guess what? I did find them. <laughs> I, I still got them. I didn't bring them with me today. I almost did. But anyway, so... The Lord's saying this. Yes, the mustard seed is one of the smallest. If you have faith of a mustard seed, Lord, increase our faith. Lord, increase our faith in you. And there's a lot of things uh, that are warring against us trusting in the Lord, believing his word. 
And so I want to say, number one, that I believe you and me alike need for God to increase our faith. How many are with family this week? Let me see your hand. You're with family. Probably most of us saw our family. Uh, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand here, but uh, how many of you are burdened for somebody in your family? Don't raise your hand, but you probably uh, are like all of us are. We have needs in our family. And uh, what do you do about those needs? Do you just worry about them? Do you just bite your fingernails about, you know, all day long? Do you wake up at night and can't sleep at night? Do you take Maalox? What do you do about your family? And, and what do you do about things that we can't control? I don't know about you, but I know the Lord is teaching me to trust Him by faith. Now, that doesn't mean passively doing nothing. Rather, I believe it means taking the loved ones we uh, have and to the Lord in prayer. And I'll just go to number two. What have we learned in number in, in this year? Not only have we increased our faith, I'll tell you about, I'll finish this little statement in a moment, but do you want to influence your family by the power of Jesus Christ? The answer is yes. So we take our, fa our family to the Lord because we can't control everything. But I want to tell you something, uh, our health. I read an article just the other day. You know what it said? It said this. It said those who, y'all listen carefully now. I know we're playing church oftentimes on Sunday. I know how to play the game, church. We come to church, act like everything's okay, and it's really not, and we smile, and deep down inside there's things, there's issues, and maybe sin or maybe troubles or whatever, and we just kind of play church, and we hear the message, and we just kind of go our merry way, and we don't really uh, let God, the Holy Spirit, give us breakthroughs for various reasons. But anyway, uh, do you know uh, anger, anger, y'all listen to me now, anger, I read just the other day, they traced the medical world according to the uh, evidence, research and documented evidence, strokes and high blood pressure are directly related to anger. Hmm, what's that tell you? I'll tell you what it tells me. It tells me this. See if you agree with me. I'm just, I'm just here. Y'all are here. I love you. You know I love you. And we love each other. But I'll be honest with you. See if you agree with me now. Come on, talk to me. That oftentimes when something's not right and maybe our family's not right or our friends and we're concerned about them, if we can't fix the problem, what's the next result? To get angry. See, you're going to play church. I told you you're going to play church, didn't I? Right now you say, I'm not angry. Baloney. There's a Greek word for that. Baloney. You are angry and you suppress that anger. Let's just be honest, okay? Be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. I don't know about you men, but I know about probably most of you men. Us men, if you agree, us men, we're in the fixing business. When something breaks down, I like to fix it. Come on, can I get an amen? But some things we can't fix. Have you come to that conclusion? There's some things you can't fix. So what do you do? You get mad. You get angry, right? You can't fix it, and that just frustrates us and because we're used to being in control, and ladies too. And so we get angry and mad, and then the next thing you know, we suppress our anger. I'm going to tell you an alternative to that. But this is what happens to most of us. We get mad and angry. Hey, am I looking at anybody today that you hate your job, you don't like your job, and you're angry about it, you come home, and, and you know, 
you can, you know, we go through the motions, but deep down inside, you, you're mad, you're angry. Any mama's mad and angry, disappointed with yesterday. You didn't hear from so-and-so, and you didn't speak with so-and-so, and so-and-so didn't give you this, and, 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 and oh, yeah, yeah. I know what I'm saying is applicable to probably every one of us here. So how can we increase our faith in Jesus? Number one. And then number two, influence our family and friends. Can I tell you about an account the Lord led me to think about this week? Remember Lot's wife. Say that with me. Remember Lot's wife. Say that with me. Well, what happened to Lot's wife? Can I tell you this? Lot, here's the message God gave me. Two thoughts. And we'll develop them. Number one. Little compromises, L-I-T-T-L-E. Small, little compromises lead to big consequences. And here's the deal. See if you agree with me now. Y'all listen to me because how many believe that God has blessed us, all of us? How many are blessed? God's blessed us, hasn't he? Do you know what blessing can lead to? You ready for this? Blessings can lead to bickering. It's a prime example right here in the book of Genesis, chapter 13. Abraham and Lot. You know, Uncle Abraham, nephew Lot. And I believe Lot probably came to experience the living God of the Bible through the testimony of Abraham. And this is prior to the unconditional covenant, which we call the Abrahamic covenant. However, Abraham believed God, and thus he went from the earth of the Chaldees to a place. And Lot, he meets Lot. Lot goes with him. And so they're at a strategic place. Guess what happens? God begins to bless them. And blessings can lead to bickering. And if you don't believe that, you just go around somebody who's got some material possessions or has some money, and then a loved one dies, and you'll see what I'm talking about. I'll assure you the buzzards will start swooping down. I've seen it so many times the last 30-plus years, 35 years. I'm not saying it critically. I'm just telling you the human nature heart is greed. No wonder Paul said the love of money is the root of all evil. First Timothy chapter 6 and uh, verse 10. And so blessings can lead to bickering. Speaking of blessings and speaking, having something, you hear about the lady that called the pastor and she said, Pastor, I need you to come talk to my husband. He said, why? He, she said, he doesn't know. He won the sweepstakes $2 million. But, Pastor, he's got a heart condition. I'm afraid it's going to tip him over the edge. If, he, if I tell him it's made and he's won five, $2 million, he's going to have a heart attack and die. She said, Pastor, would you please come over and tell him? Pastor said, sure. She so went over the house, sat down at the table. Husband and she was standing there. She was standing in the kitchen. He was sitting at the table. Pastor sitting at the table. He said to the man, he said, Sir, what would you think? What would you do if you knew you won $2 million? The man, without blinking an eye, looked at the pastor and said, I would give half of it to the church. The pastor had a heart attack and died. <laughs> but anger, hey, anger's real. Anger's real. Now, now watch Lot. Now, I believe Lot lost his influence in his family. I know Miss Lot lost her influence in the family. And in my sanctified imagination, I imagine old Lot and, and Ms. Lot. I can see them in Sodom. You know, first of all, uh, Abraham says, you want to go there or there? There's bickering 
because of the blessing. The cattle has been to be blessed and, and lot and, and now things are growing. And you know the key, any of you that are in business know growth is not the big concern. Managing the growth is the concern, right? Managing the growth is the concern. And so it is in just about anything. Those of you that are in business, you know. It's the challenge of managing that growth. Anyway, so here's the deal. So they're at a crossroads. Abraham says, you want to go there? You want to go there? And Lot, the Bible says, he looked. He saw the plains of Sodom and, and as well watered. And, and he, he, the lust of the flesh. And, you know, everything that glitters is not gold. But we live in a generation that is very deceptive. And anyway, here's a decision. Watch this. Stop. Time out. How many of you today, right now, are at a crossroads in your life? You're at a crossroads, maybe to change a job, an occupation, maybe to move, maybe to do this, maybe to pick a new friend, maybe to start a new relationship, maybe to whatever it is. You're at a crossroads. Be careful what you choose because there are implications to your choice. There are consequences to our bad choices. And that's the more reason today that we draw near to God because the Lord keeps us from messing up big time. Y'all don't believe me. I'm telling you, had God not have intervened in my life and your life, our lives would be a wreck. And decisions we were prone to make, don't think you can make decisions and you're smarter than God. You're not. I'm not. And that's why we need the Lord. We need the mind of Christ. We need wisdom. We need to be led by the Holy Spirit of God. But look, that doesn't happen automatically. That happens when we take a step to the Lord and submit and say, Lord, I need you. That's why I ask you to write down those things on your list. So here's Lot. They're at a crossroads. Next thing you know, he's sitting in the gate. He's becoming just like the crowd at Sodom. Now, I would not have known Lot was a saved man if Peter wouldn't have written about it. Peter, 2 Peter chapter 2, says Lot was a righteous man and his soul was vexed. That first word in vexed, chapter 2 of the book of 2 Peter and verse 7 and verse 8, the two words vexed, the first word says he was vexed, means he was worn down, he was tired. Is there anybody today that you feel tired? All the stuff, all the stuff, keeping up with the house, keeping up with the family, keeping up with the news and Omicron and if it's not one thing, it's another and, and the politics and all this stuff. Man, it'll wear you out. That's why I need to come to church, right, and get renewed. That's why I need the Spirit of God to renew my strength. That's why the Lord knows that uh, outside of Him we are a tinkling cymbal and a sounding brass. But wait a minute. And so... And so Lot's in this decision-making process. So he's vexed. But then the second word in vexed, and you can look it up later, 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 7 and verse 8, it says he, he, he was vexed. The second word for vexed is the word tortured. He was tormented. I'll be honest with you. The most miserable person on planet Earth is a Christian out of the will of God. That's the most miserable person on earth. Not a lost person. They don't know any different. They're serving the devil. They're doing what they ought to do. But the most miserable, really, child of God. I'm talking about not one professing. I'm talking about one possessing. When the Holy Spirit lives in you, and when we sin against God, and we live out of the will of God, and we think that there's pleasure, yes, for a season. Yes, all that's true, but then there's a... It, it's, it's, David said, my bones feel like they're breaking. I'm miserable. Create within the clean heart, O oh Lord. And so 
Here's Lot. He's vexed from day to day. Now watch this. You see if you agree with me. When we make bad choices, it not only affects us, it affects other people around us. This is the importance of you getting right with God, me getting right with God today. Your decisions aren't just what you want to do. It's going to affect people around you. Young people, your parents are affected by your decisions. Hello. And parents, and our children are affected by our decisions and grandparents, etc. And so Lot, I think, lost his influence. How do I know that? Well, anyway, as the story unfolds, you find out Ms. Lot. There's not a lot said about Ms. Lot. Remember Lot's wife. What about Ms. Lot? I don't know a whole lot about Miss Lot, but I, my mind, I wonder, I wonder if she was probably like this. Now, Lot, we got all our friends here in Sodom. We've got land here in Sodom. We've got house. Our house is paid for here in Sodom. All of our acquaintances, our children grew up in Sodom, Lot. I know it's not just right. I know there's some things wrong, but it's our culture. And, and, and so don't get so upset about it. And, and, and after all, God understands a lot about the situation. We're living in this age now. And can you hear Ms. Lot's reasoning? I don't know if this went on, but I can imagine it probably did. How do I know that? Because when it came time, when the angel was sent to God to say, Lot, get out of town now, he lingered. He just procrastinated. And I can hear Miss Lot say, what, an angel? Uh-uh, all my stuff's here. My business is here. My friends are here. Our family grew up here. Look, we got this land and we got this and we work all our life for this. I can't leave it. I can't leave it. I know you said, angel, are you sure you got that right? You're getting too serious about this religious stuff. Lot, you're getting, you're getting to be a, a, a spiritual fanatic. <laughs> And Lot says, well, maybe you're right. And the angel grabs him by the neck. I'm paraphrasing. Jerks him out of Sodom. Had the angel not have jerked him out of Sodom, he'd have been judged like the other ones were. And here comes his two daughters. That's what I'm talking about. Influence. Lord, increase our faith. Lord, influence our family. Watch this now. Now, they're, they're getting out of Sodom. Why? God says, I'm going to judge. I'm going to send fire and brimstone. Yeah, God's a righteous judge. Yeah, God's a holy God. Yes, God's a loving God, but hey, God's going to judge. He's going to judge this world. He's going to judge sin. And unless we repent and turn to Jesus, our sin will find us out in eternity in a place called the lake of fire. That's why Jesus died to pay my penalty. Oh, praise his holy name. That's why I love him. But watch, they're running out of Sodom and Come on, let's go. Here comes the fire. Here comes the brimstone. Let's get out of here. And they're running for their life. But Lot's wife, her heart was in Sodom. And as she's leaving, she's thinking about all of her friends and all the good times in Sodom and all of her possessions. She can't hardly stand it. She turns back and destruction turns into a pillar. Remember a pillar of salt. Remember Lot's wife. Why did Jesus say that? I'll tell you why. He said it for the same reason we're saying it right now, influencing our family. Now, I think that Lot probably, uh, like some of us, compromised in some areas. Now, here they go. Here's Lot and his two daughters. They're off way out in the nowhere. The oldest daughter says, you know what? 
There's no man around here. Let's just get our dad drunk, and then let's commit incest. Let's have sexual intercourse with our dad, and then we can have an offspring. I mean, you know, I don't see anything wrong with that. Do you? No, I don't either. So they get their dad drunk. They give him uh, booze. When you booze, you lose, by the way. That's another message for another time. Y'all are quiet on me today. Hello. Anyway, uh, but wine's a mocker, strong drinks a brawler. Whosoever's intoxicated is not wise. Look, I don't care what Fox News says about it. I don't care what the most popular athlete says about it. I want to know what the Bible says about it. And the Word of God, it, this is what I'm talking about, our influence, folks, our influence. It's hard to tell your children, you know, drinking, you don't need to get drunk and go driving around when you're popping a Budweiser can. I can't hear you. I love you, but i got to tell you that. Somebody's got to tell you, bless the Lord. And I'm talking about losing our influence. And, and a lot of parents, uh, one parent told me, he said, I can do this because I'm the parent. I can act like this, and I can do this. And I said, really? Are you serious? You've been blinded. You've been deceived. Now, we're not talking about perfection here, but we're talking about setting an example. And when we mess up, listen to me, when we mess up, we've got to admit it. And, you know, I've, I've made a bad choice, and, and I've asked the Lord to forgive me, and, and I need you to forgive me. That's the way you make restitution. When we mess up, we all mess up. So remember Lot's wife. They're the up in the mountains, and the oldest daughter gets in the youngest daughter. Next thing you know, they have sex with the dad, have children. What's the first child's name? Moab. What's the second child's name? Ammon. And so you can say what you want to. We can run in different directions. Bottom line is I think our influence with our family is very important. And right now, we live in an age of compromise. To go along, to get along. Now, I'm not talking we have to be a self-righteous Pharisee, but I'm telling you this. Can I tell you from personal experience that it's an uphill battle to live godly in Christ Jesus? I'm telling you this. To say no to the flesh and not cave in and go along with all the world's doing is going to take nothing short of the grace of God and the power of a resurrected Lord. To not talk like the world, live like the world, act like the world. It, we need the Lord to help us, right? And man, we're all bombarded. And as we get together our family, if we act so holy and righteous, you can feel the cold shoulder. And if you get too religious, buddy, you're going to be persecuted. And, uh, but that doesn't mean that people don't play religion. We, we don't mind a little religion in our family. You don't say the blessing all that, but don't get too serious about this Jesus stuff and this Bible stuff. You know what I'm talking about. Remember Lot's wife. So our influence with our family. What have we learned? What have we learned? Learn. I'll be honest with you. As I look back, and I'm nothing, I admit that, but I bless the Lord thus far. Now, I'm liable to fall tomorrow, yet by the grace of God. Thus far, God's given me grace in my own family to not compromise in, in, these, in some of these areas. And, and although there was a time that I know that I was, uh, you know, uh, felt like an outcast, rejected, whatever you want to call it, not verbally, but you can just tell. And uh, not only with my family, y'all look up here, with my church family. When, when I come to certain places, oh, here comes the preacher. Let's put away this. Well, that hurt. Let's turn this off. And I'm not perfect either. I'm about the same thing. I put my shoes on just like you do. But I'm saying this, our influence. Here's the bottom line. The Lord spoke my heart about this. I would not take anything. Please hear me. I wouldn't take anything, nothing, zero, to be able to lead my mama to Jesus Christ. 
nothing. But you know, if I'd have lost my influence with my mom and lose your influence with your family, your testimony is shot. They're not going to listen to you or me. They can't hear what you're saying because they see what you're doing. And here's what they think. The young people, see if you agree with me, young people, the young people can look right through you and see you're one and I'm one big hypocrite. No cap. No cap. That's no lie. Really, they can, can't they? Well, you say, well, pastor, I don't like this kind of preaching and all. I love you, man. I'll do anything for you. I'll be there right with you no matter what you go through. But I know, I know that I'm in this battle. You're, we're all in this battle. And today there's some things that maybe we let slip that we are not aware of. Now, look, some of you will listen to this message and you'll say, you know, I'm doing everything right. Or maybe you'll get to the other extreme uh, of being a, a self-righteous Pharisee. No, no, I'm not talking about that either. Our family looks at us and says, oh, get you. They can see the real deal. They know what you do and me, what I do behind the scene. Watch this. They know how we act. They know how we treat people. See, we can act one way at home and one way at church and one way at somewhere else. They can look right through that. You know you can. No cap, right? No cap. And so we're just living a lie oftentimes if we're not careful. We lose our influence with our family. Oh, yes, I know this is, this is heart searching, but I'm just telling you, what have we learned? We, we, we've learned uh, to, Lord, increase our faith. We've learned, Lord, uh, to influence our family. And then finally, to ensure heaven is written, the Lord said, when the Son of Man is revealed. The Son of Man is revealed. So what about you today? What about you today? Have you thought about uh, the coming year? Uh, have you been burned? Are you battling with anger and things have happened and you can't change them? And, 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 and it's hard to commit things to the Lord because, you know, we, we, we just can't deal with it and it makes us mad and we get angry the more we think about what's happening and what they've done and what they hadn't done. And, and I'm convinced there's a lot of people here that are battling with anger. Angry at God. Some things happen in your life, you're angry at God. Somebody asked me this week, they said, uh, they said uh, that they wanted to see their, uh, told me that somebody said to them they wanted to see their mom in heaven. Well, how are we going to see our parents in heaven? How are we going to see those loved ones in heaven if we don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ? I don't mean just religion. I don't mean just baptism. I don't just mean church membership. I'm talking about really being born again. I'm talking about really, really letting Jesus Christ be Lord and Master of our life. And so today, maybe you uh, today got your list down. Would you stand to your feet? You got your list. How many got at least three things on your list? Let me see your hand. Very good. Let's do what God wants us to do right now. The coming years on us. Our faith, our family, and our future. Our faith, our family, and our future. Our faith. Uh, not just for our family, but our friends. Our faith, our family, our friends, our future. It's me, O oh Lord, standing in need of prayer. And I know I shared some things, but hey, look. I'm the world's worst at uh, talking about anger. Let me tell you what happened to me yesterday. I was recording on Christmas Day a radio message. Got the recorder and spent time trying to rush through it and get it done. It usually takes a number of hours, sometimes a couple of hours to at least get prepared and to tape it an hour or so and then download an hour or so. So you're looking at a half a day or sometimes thereabouts, maybe afterwards. Well, listen, here's the deal. I got ready to tape, put the recording up, and it's a about a 30-minute message. 
guess what? The recording didn't take it. The recording is torn up. How many know Pastor Randy had to do some repenting? <laughs> Big time. It, I was not a happy camper. I'll put it that way, okay? <laughs> I'm just telling you. And I'm thinking, Lord. <laughs> and then in addition to some other things that have been going on, and like you, you're dealing with it, aren't you? We're all dealing with a bunch of junk nowadays, aren't we? Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. We don't, we don't leave the same way we came in. Not you know, anxiety and worry. Uh-uh. No. Anger? No. Uh-uh. I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, I'm going to praise you anyway. I don't know when I'll get it recorded, but I'm going to praise you anyway. Father, I, all I'm saying, Lord, today, and you know it, is I need you every moment of every day. I just need you now. We all need you, Father. With things we're going through in our life, and you know where we're at, I pray today there'll be the releasing of this feelings of anger and hurt and resentment and rejection and maybe just other feelings, Lord, that are grieving your Holy Spirit. Lord, yesterday <laughs> you dealt with me about grieving your Holy Spirit frustrated oh Lord I confess my sins of frustration and irritation and Lord want to be in control you showed me I again even now I'm not in control I know everybody here father experiences some of that so we pray now as we surrender to you yield to you oh father that you'll our faith in you to deal with all the stuff we have to deal with all the fears all the phobias and I pray for people today here at New Rocky Creek facing fears real challenges oh God meet with us now Lord some hurting with family problems Lord, big decisions we've got to make in the coming days. God, help us to learn to wait upon you. We trust you to do it. Thank you for doing it. In Jesus' name.